All of the fantasy audio sound effects used in this episode of the campaigns were provided by BattleBards. Hello and welcome to the Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is Dead Center, our newest Dungeons & Dragons 5e campaign series. This is episode 2, The Last Entry. In our first episode, our three characters that are playing this time, which are Bra, Brothwall, and Mundus, were sent on a quest by a town elder to find Dormir, a half-elf healer of sorts that has gone missing. We made our way to his cabin to find that it had been attacked and ransacked by goblins. In this episode, we continue trying to unravel the mystery of where Doromir has gone. So here is The Campaign's Dead Center, episode number two, The Last Entry. Well, this goblin tries to wriggle away, and Mundus just grabs on a little bit tighter and absolutely squishes him. So you've just got... Goblin pulp in your hand right now. Oh, you! That... <laughs> so the other goblins are running away, shrieking into the woods. You guys are pretty well covered in goblin blood and viscera, and there is one goblin unconscious on the ground. Do I still have enough goblin in my hand to throw? Sure, you do. I mean, it's kind of gushy, but yeah, I I flow my remaining goblin, and don't come back. You hit two of the goblins that are fleeing with kind of a water balloon effect of their fallen comrade. (laughs) And they will be plagued with nightmares and horrible visions of a terrifying orc for the rest of their lives. I I wipe my hand off on my pants and lick my fingers clean. Wonderful. So, with that success under your belt, what would you like to do, gentlemen? I will uh, secure the hostage from my my murder-prone companion, and uh, then I think we're going to check the boss to see if he has any drawings of this item or uh, some sort of uh, other plot devices on his person. I'm going to sort of straighten myself up. I'll look a little bit sheepish, almost embarrassed as I come out of my rage. And I will kind of walk over, and I want there to be like a goblin eyeball, like just kind of like hanging just on the side of my face that I don't see. Um, so it's just like, like uh, kind of here. Got a, you got a little. You got. You got a little something. Uh, n- never mind. Never mind. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Well, Scott, why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, always with the perception checks. Can I roll my my familiar's perception rather than my own in the broad daylight? Uh, it's fine if I can't. He can help. He can help. All he, right. All right. So I'm not rolling with disadvantage. Good. Good old broad daylight. Oh, 16 on the die plus one. 17 total. All right. What are Mundus and Bra doing while Breathwall searches the body? Well, while uh, while Bra is cleaning himself off of eyeballs and uh, Breathwall is is looting that body, I'm going to just immediately, as I'm going to, I'm just going to walk towards the door and just walk through it, leaving a big half orc shaped uh, hole through the door. And screaming, Doromir, you all right, buddy? All right. Uh, so that happens. 
say Bra would actually follow in after him because I think that Doromir is also inside because of Francis. Right, I forgot to tell them all that he's not here. Oops. Oh, well. <laughs> Better that they don't know that I can sense where people are in the near vicinity. That sounds like a positive thing. Um, I will also give each of you two ticks of inspiration for all that wonderful role-playing during that fight, because that was just outstanding. Bruthwall, you search the two halves of the goblin boss's body, and you find a little leather satchel, and it was pretty much shredded in half by Mundus's axe. There is a scrap of parchment in there with some scribbles and scrawls on it, but you do well, not read little two pieces of parchment, but you can kind of <laughs> hold them up together and, and line everything up the right way. Uh, but you do not read Goblin, correct? That is correct. Does your familiar? Uh, good question. Uh, I don't believe I, so, no. I don't think the familiar grants you extra languages uh, or anything. No, but... no, no, no. Okay, so you see some scribbles on here that you can't read. Uh, you are intelligent enough to make the guess wild, wild leap of logic that this is probably written in the Goblin dialect, mm -hmm. which you don't read. No, but I, I at least can recognize the characters, and I recognize one of my characters uh, who can read it. But once they're done digging around in the uh, the hovel and discovering that their companion is not there, I'll present it with them. Present them with it. Did, did, did I also find anything else uh, of particular interest which I might need to conceal from my compatriots, like a ring of three wishes, or, uh, you know, a, a precious diamond worth a thousand gold, something like that? No, I'm sorry. Perfect. Good. If you just would have gotten one more on that perception check. Oh, so close. Next time. Next time I'll investigate the bodies rather than stare at them. Maybe, maybe that'll help. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mundus, you are the first to walk through Doromir's wall. And I do have dark vision, so there's no uh, there's no moment of adjustment between coming inside and outside. True, true. Um, what you find is that the house is completely empty. I'm still going to look under, like, the carpet, you know, underneath the couch. No, he cushion. said completely empty. There is void. You walk through the door and there is <laughs> blackness and nothing. It's It's not a hole. A hole would be something. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's the never-ending story all over again. The nothing. Some guy in a top hat riding a snail rides off in the background. <laughs> That's right. Really fast. Quick, we need <laughs> to a ride a dragon. Snail. Remember some girl's name. And then there's a bat that's just flying around, too. I jump on bra and stick my fist in the air and go, yeah! <laughs> I think that deserves inspiration. I'll nominate that for inspiration. <laughs> we have a dragon to ride. How I forget that, I don't know. But I don't know. I might penalize some inspiration <laughs> if we continue with this trend. All right. All right. Okay, that's the last tangent. No. No. Wrong. Uh, Mundus, the, the house is empty. Dormir is not there. Um, but it has been ransacked. I mean, books and shelves have been turned over. Books, uh, boxes have been opened and smashed on the ground. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason or pattern. I mean, this was very clearly these, the chaos of these goblins just shredding this house. But since you are looking around, poking through the mess, you and Brock can both give me perception checks. I do want to assign some meaning to it. Like, I'm going to look at it like I'm looking for some sort of pattern that I can 
say that Bahamut is leading me to this way or the other. It can be meaningless, but I would try. Oh, absolutely. That's fine. This is an investigation roll. 17 plus 4 is 21. Uh, this was a perception check, Michael. Sorry, perception. That's a 13, 12 on the die. Okay. Uh, what you notice as you're poking around is that underneath some of the, the, the chaos of the broken boxes and, and refuse, there is actually a, a trap door and it leads straight down into the ground. And there's a ladder leading down as well. Turn. I'm going to turn, look over my shoulder and see if Bra is noticing this as w- along with me and jump down the ladder. Bra is very busy gaining a spiritual, religious meaning from the, the pattern of broken glass at this moment in time. All right. I'm just going to, yeah, as I go down, as I go down, but there's a trap door. Scott, did was Brethwell just waiting outside, or was he walking towards the house? Uh, I was walking toward the hovel, so I'll I'll probably come in in some in a, some vaguely opportune moment. Hey, I found a note, and what's that door? Basically, as as uh, Brethwell walks in through the giant Mundus shaped hole in the wall, uh, you see <laughs> Mundus you see Mundus actually opening a trap door in the floor and just willy nilly jumping straight down it. Perfect. This is why I have friends like this. I'm I'm going to do a thing where I like cir- I'm going <laughs> to circle the room, and the way I do, I'm I'm going to perfectly walk around the trap door with my back to it the entire time, never <laughs> noticing it, and then say there must be a trap door, but I don't know where. I love that. He's like uh, pulling on books to see if they come out and a little hatch opens up. He's tapping on all the walls, checking the ceiling to see if there's anything. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I give up. I don't know. I don't see it. I, uh, I say, you know, we, we might want to check that trap door. Right, right there. That, that one. Huh! By Bahamut's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, where'd, Mon- where'd Mondugas- <laughs> Mond- say Mandingas? Where did Mondas go? Mandingo, I think, is down there. <laughs> They're both down there. <laughs> oh, now I understand why he said trap door a minute ago. <laughs> oh, right, right. All right, I will look down. Can I see the bottom? Can I see the like the broken body of Mondas <laughs> where he's landed on like sharp spikes? <laughs> he's stuck in the hole wedge wedge yeah. tight like a like the dad in gremlins yeah. in the chimney don't exhale you'll only go lower <laughs> well the uh the pit that mundus threw himself down was only about 10 feet deep but the spikes at the bottom are poisoned so <laughs> no there there was actually a little pile of of soft earth at the bottom of the ladder so mundus is fine he's just hanging out there at the bottom and, uh, yeah, uh, Bra can see him quite easily. Uh, quick question. Were either of you guys damaged in the fight? I know I took some damage, but was I the only one? Yeah, I'm down five. I took ten. Okay, I do have healing available. Not much, but some if we need it. I mean, at, at this point, we're out of combat. I assume we would all just take a rest at some point or another. Convenient time after we're done rummaging through the basement. You have to take a full hour to use your hit dice. I don't think we can wait that long. So, I will, uh... I'll I'll clap you on the back and give you five hit points for my lay on hands. 
Oh. And, uh, so what, so I'll, I'll just... Uh, I love your handies. I'll slap myself... Uh, as I get... As I get to the bottom of the pit, I'll just slap myself in the face twice and give myself <laughs> ten of my hit pump, points. Pump yourself up. So I'll like. Are you I'll just gonna like, fist pump? I'll brush your hair back and like straighten your collar, straighten your hat, and and in doing so, I've refreshed you. And all right, then I will. Uh, I will not jump because my dexterity is piss poor, but I will shakily descend the ladder behind Mundus into the darkness. All right. I'll I'll take it up the rear. <laughs> wonderful. Good. Good. <laughs> Just wonderful. Uh-huh. Well, they're doing something, but it sure isn't following the plot. Okay, so, jumping back into the action here, you guys climb down the ladder, and you are in a little tunnel. There's a, a small pile of torches at the base of the tunnel, and there's some flints for lighting them. Luckily, none of us need them. Yeah. I mean, of all the ways to put a trap in a dungeon, I'm going to put a bunch of torches down here, even though I have low light vision or dark vision as an elf, and the first time someone lights them, they will be immolated to death. <laughs> Maybe he's nearsighted. Uh, the, the tunnel that you are in has definitely been worked on by human hand, uh, but it is mostly natural. So it, it, it's not like this guy uh, dug this tunnel out, uh, but he did shore up some of the walls and uh, get uh, get everything in a manageable, easy-to-walk-through fashion. It extends out in front of you about 50 feet. So, so we know that this was hewn by uh, half-elven hands, not goblin hands or ancient dwarven hands. This is a contemporary tunnel change? Most likely, yes. Okay, and uh, we we also it, so it goes forward fifty feet. Then what happens? It just stops. There's a dead elf at the end of it yeah. against a blank wall. <laughs> uh, how 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 far is your dark vision? Mine's one twenty. Because mine is sixty. Under dwarfs are awesome. So, quick question: In what direction is the tunnel going in relation to the house? Are we going further into the woods, left, right, east, west? Good question. Um, further into the woods, deeper okay. into the woods and the mountains, because this was back kind of towards the mountains. You, um, you can see that the the tunnel, after about fifty feet, um, hangs a right. Hey, it turns right up here, you guys. All right, I think we go fifty feet ahead and turn right. Okay, as you. Proceed down the hall and turn the corner. Uh, the tunnel starts to open up after a little bit, gradually getting a little bit wider, and it, it ends up taking you into a a natural cave that is underground. Why don't you all give me a perception check? Oh, all these perception checks. We're all bad at that. Can't we just use passive perception to miss whatever detail you're trying to get, show us? Oh, I got can, it. can I roll separate for my? Oh, sorry. I got 19 plus 1 is 20. 8 plus 1 is 9. Can I roll separately for my familiar? Sure, why not? I did real bad, but uh, my familiar amazingly did much better. Uh, 18 plus something. Okay, well, <laughs> Mundus, Mundus, the big dumb guy, is really good at seeing things. Hey, he has a 10 intelligence. He's still a big dumb guy. <laughs> It's still his dump staff. Yep. But, you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, you you guys get into this cave that is opening up a little bit, and 
after a second, you see that this this cave is actually full of fungus uh, that is growing on the, the walls and the floor. There's actually a bunch of rock formations, uh, stalactites and stalagmites, and there's just fungus and, and, and moss and all kinds of weird mushrooms growing everywhere. And Bruthwall, you are slowly realizing that this is where uh, the hermit Duramir actually harvested a lot of his supplies from. Turns out he was a farmer. Never one thought he was a hunter-gatherer. And so you're, you're looking around a little bit, and then after a quick second, uh, Mundus, you see some movement towards the back of the cave. Uh, I'll wave at the movement. Uh, it waves back at you. Hey guys, he's over here. And I, I'm going to proceed forward, careful not to step on any of the mushrooms. There's definitely a bit of a, a path that you can uh, can step on carefully. Stay on the path. As we go by, I'm going to kind of elbow uh, elbow bra in the ribs and point at the mushrooms. And says, you want to go on a magical journey with me? Another one. <laughs> It's all natural. So, uh, is, is it in fact a half-elf waving back at us, or is it, you know, the Terminator? <laughs> it's a doppelganger. It's only one of those two options, Scott? We That seems pretty extreme from one Have way to the other. Have you seen this boy? Ah! <laughs> Are you Sarah Connor? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, two options. Well, you know what? There's a third option, because it is neither a half-elf nor a sentient, cybernetic android played by an aging weightlifter. Ugh, okay. What's, what is it? Stop <laughs> telling us what it ain't and tell us what it am. <laughs> I like it. What do my orc eyes see? I like it so much better by telling you what it isn't. It's more fun. <laughs> Keep guessing. <laughs> is it bigger than a bread box? Yes! Is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? Vegetable. <laughs> Does it engage in bipedal locomotion? Yes! Hey! A bipedal vegetable. Oh. Is, is it it's Sarah Connor? <laughs> yes, it's Sarah Connor. You win. All right. You guys get to... Uh, you proceed towards the back of the cave where Mundus has seen this movement. And as you get a little bit closer, you actually see what appears to be a giant... Somewhat a giant. Hu- oh my god! A giant mushroom <laughs> that looks kind of humanoid. Uh, it's standing oh, there. It, it seems to have arms and legs, and you could kind of envision that some of the growths under the mushroom cap look kind of like a face. And it stands there looking at you for a second, and motions at you and waves at you. Once it, it's waving and motioning and has a face, the, the diplomatic training takes over, and I, I start in common and a couple other languages I know, and I say, Hello, peace and well met, creature. The creature does not respond to you, but after a beat, you notice a kind of odd tingling sensation in your nostrils. I'm sorry, I moved my tail out of the way. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Okay, now 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 there's still another tingling sensation. It's just not as as uh, as intense, and your eyes pick and up. That's not your nostril. 
if it communicates through pheromones, it's going to take a lot of like armpit and butt speech lessons for us to be able to have a conversation. Right. Quick, Mundus, do some squat thrusts and work up a musk. <laughs> I took a, I got a Rosetta, I got a Rosetta Stone program for pheromones. Ah. <sighs> I begin flapping my arms. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Mundus is sitting there trying to communicate with exercising. <laughs> Uh, no, there's a lot of flexing. Guys, we, seriously, we need to be careful. I was told there were some killer shrooms in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Mundus, oh, give him inspiration. Mundus is trying yeah. for derailing. That's that's what we're giving inspiration for as players for derailing the DM's <laughs> yeah, plot. Can make this. <laughs> you know what? Sure, go ahead and take it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So, so Mundus is trying to communicate via exercise. Bra is is trying to to discern the spiritual meaning of these mushrooms, uh, but Bruthwall, as the most intelligent and level-headed of the party, <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> what you realize after a moment is that there is almost a cloud or an aura that kind of has a, a bit of a glitter to it around this giant mushroom man, and. Uh, you feel a kind of tingling in your in your head and and suddenly you hear a voice in your head and you are quite familiar with telepathy given you're familiar but this is a, a voice you have never heard before and it is this mushroom man speaking to you do you know the mushroom man the mushroom man the mushroom man <laughs> <laughs> And the and the mushroom man says to you in a a very odd voice that you've never heard before. You are not the frontiers. Why are you in our domain? I uh, taking a guess that it doesn't have visible ears but can read my thoughts. I uh, think back to it. I say, Ah, we uh, are friends of the pointy ears. Is lost. Have you seen him? He has not been here for many days. Uh, fourteen many days? Is that how long I have seen? Yes. I pick the eyeball off of Bra and hold one <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, they got eyes like this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there have been none of these small creatures in my domain. Oh, that's, that's good. That's positive. All right. Um, well, uh, I guess uh, well, the, the leader of the town needed some more of these herbs. Uh, he was asking the pointy ears for them. So I, I could pick those up on our way, but if, if you do see the pointy ears, please uh, let them know that we're looking for them. When I last saw 
saw the pointy ears. He was seeking a cure for the poison that affects my people. Oh, that that the diplomat training kicks in again involuntarily kicking me to say oh dear poison affects your people how can I help oh god damn I don't want to help the mushroom people <laughs> is it heroin those are the poppy people <laughs> the malady that affects my people stops the healing properties of the ones the pointy ears scatters. I thought you were going to say erectile dysfunction. They all kind of lean to the side. So would you say they have a fungal infection? I was really hoping you'd say daylight. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we, we can build you a little hut. That'd be fine. <laughs> Some sort of lean-to, a little structure. Your mushrooms will be just great. Uh, no, that's that's a little harder to fix. Uh, I'll ask if, if the pointy ears uh, had a hunch or said where he was going to solve this. Pointy ears did not give an exact answer, but he said he must search the cause of the scourge. Hmm. So, uh, can you you could can, can you put a, a marker icon on my map for cause of the scourge? <laughs> That'd be no, no. Okay, well, it was worth asking. Yeah, well, uh, oh, I, and and it occurs to me right now. Oh, by the way, uh, fellas, I, I found this note on one of the goblins. One of you can speak goblin, right? I mush it into one of their faces. Mundus, right? Mundus. I, I snatch it and I snatch it and hold it. You know, turning it upside down, left and right, and eventually, eventually, I figure out what it says. But it, you know, it takes a while. Bra's leaning over my shoulder. No, you go. You got that one upside down. <laughs> well, well, there are two parts of of the note, so I'm guessing there's a little bit of, of puzzlement as you try to put these back together. That's an Oxford comma. <laughs> they, they both have one half the note. They're like, this makes no sense. Oh, uh, yep. My bit of the note doesn't make no sense neither. Oh, uh, yep. I think this might be some sort of code. Oh, yup, I think we might need to interrogate that last goblin. Except we left him upstairs and he's not tied up or nothing. He might have gotten away by now. Oh, yup. Oh, no. What we've established is that you don't actually need Paul and I to show up. You can just need the Caleb and Matt show. We're all, we're all expendable. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we've established is that your characters have personality and mine has none yet. That's okay. Yeah, yours has a beard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And waggly eyebrows. <laughs> so after some shenanigans, you guys finally put the note together, and uh, what you find there is that there were instructions to the goblin boss to find the healer's house and locate a cure. Ooh. I uh, control left for the healer's house. Can I Google map that? where you just were. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Success! Bing! You are there. I get it, I get it. I knew him as the herbal hermit, not the healer. That's interesting. Okay. Alright. Good. Well, uh... You knew him as the shroom dealer. They're also looking for a cure. But for what? To what purpose? Maybe they're infecting each other. It's a real mystery for the ages. I say we go back to town and have a drink think about it. Now, there is still a, a goblin that you knocked unconscious upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go tend to that. 
leave the uh, shroomlet to its to its uh, shroomy ways. I, I mean, uh, of course, my character would would uh, bid it the formalist of leavings, uh, promising that it will right this uh, wrong the best it, uh, the best I'm able, and and that uh, our m- our mutual peoples will come to a beneficial understanding that you know yada 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 non-speak and double talk. Oh, absolutely! You politician the hell out of that goodbye. Awesome. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna teach him a couple, you know, stretches he can do to prevent back problems and lifting. You know, I'm gonna. What is a mushroom lifting? To warm up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, all right. I, 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 it doesn't matter if he's if he's uh, genetically able to perform these feats. I'm duty bound by my. <laughs> by your god. Yes, of course. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I will flourish a, a bow and give him Bahamut's blessing, and then I will turn quickly and as I do. My trident will get caught on either side of the tunnel, and I'll actually like clothesline myself as I try to walk away with like a flare. <laughs> and Dingus and Doofus are the best companions ever. I I love I love how we swing from the these great little moments of role playing to just the three stooges. Hey, <laughs> like I want the. I want Brothwall's Raven to have a little trombone every time we do something. <laughs> 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 I got a parrot next time. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sir, the Raven is our Greek chorus. I'm gonna name that Raven Riker, and he's gonna trombone the <laughs> shit out of you guys. I was assuming he just facepalm. <laughs> whenever he, lot, but, whenever you know. he sits down. Oh yeah! Whenever he sits down, he throws his little claw <laughs> over the back of the chair. <laughs> whenever he lands on a branch, he always throws his like, one leg over it. Does that Raven have a little goatee? It's not important right now. Does that <laughs> he, Raven he didn't have a for beard the fir- this season? He, oh yeah, but, but he briefly. didn't for the first season. But when he came back, he <laughs> he just rocked the hell out of that goatee. All right, so you know what, Bra? As you guys are leaving, you actually notice that something catches your eye here that there is a little bit of an underground uh, river that you didn't see when you first walked in. But as you are leaving, now that you've kind of refocused a little bit and you have a bit of a mission, it catches your eye. Okay, I will go closer. To Are you going to in- inspect this river or just what? Well, we're still looking for pointy ears, though I kind of doubt he could have got down here without the mushroom people seeing him, but if this was an avenue that he could have taken, possibly. So I'll look to see footprints, or maybe there's like a boat launching something, or anything. Some sort of submersible? No. There is no submersible. Uh, There's no... Is there a supermersible? No. There's not a dead half elf. Uh, there's not a boat. Terminator. And there is not a Terminator either. Um, <laughs> there is. Uh, th- this is more of a a stream than a river, um, but you can definitely see that it winds its way through the cave and comes from deeper back into the cave, which comes from the mountains. So it is uh, not difficult to assume that this this stream trickles down out of the mountains and actually is the water supply to cultivate these these mushrooms and growths. Aha, uh-huh. so if we're assuming that maybe the goblins came from the mountains, they may be afflicted by a malady that's affecting the water supply, as are the shroom people, 
And so the half-elf has gone that away, and the goblins came here to look for the cure the healer may have had, erroneously thinking that uh, he had a bag labeled water supply cure. I kill Scott's character for being a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what you just said, but it makes me angry. <laughs> as uh, as Brothwall is, is speculating all these things, I start I put my axe down and start doing some one-handed push-ups. That is all acceptable. So, so we go outside. Is, is the goblin that we forgot to tie up still there, unconscious? No, I'm, I'm going to say that you did tie him up, because you told me that you did make sure he would stay there for a moment in passing. Yeah, I, I, I made sure that he was safe from my companions, <laughs> that murdering him, you but know yes. What? I, I, it's much better that you chose the way that he stayed put rather than me, because I would yeah. just removed his arms and legs. I, I took that to mean you tied him up somewhere safe. Perfect. So, GM assumption in your favor. Perfect. He's just tied to uh, Mundus's back, actually. He's been with us the whole time. <laughs> He's carrying him I never even noticed. Whoa? <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa? <laughs> I so, thought that was uh, a training yep. Bra wants to take a long draw from my water skin and basically empty it, and then I want to refill it with the water from the stream, and then we can check it later. I'm not going to drink it. I want to check it later when I can get a detect poison and disease spell. And uh, see if there's anything, you know, poisonous in it. Ah, oh, I'm. I wish you hadn't qualified that. You can do that. Ah, yay! Now the question is: Will well, I remember and drink from it, or I forget and drink from it later on accident, Wipe or someone breath. else will be be thirsty and <laughs> just be like, "Here you go." <laughs> Perfect. Oh, trust me, I will pay attention to what happens. Okay. I will. I will write on the outside something very ambiguous. Like poison water, so that I will know what that means, but anyone else that <laughs> finds it will think that it's perfectly okay. Like river water with a question mark? Yeah. <laughs> but it's after the river, so it's river, question mark, water. <laughs> Put some reference to Francis on there. Yeah. All right, so you guys get back up, and uh, you, you have a goblin that is still pretty much unconscious, tied up safely. All right, so uh, I assume these two will probably cover some sort of bad cop. I'll uh, go ahead and wake up with a little bit of not river water and uh, see if I can play good cop, except that I can't speak goblin. Do they speak common? I hope, because I was do. speaking to them before. Oh, good. Right, lucky. So I, I say, uh, you know, awaken, little one. Tell us what you know, and we'll return you to your people. You you killed everybody. You'll just kill me, too. That's not true. <laughs> I take offense at that. Several of you managed to get away before we killed them. The goblin cowers in fear at the towering giant of death that is speaking at him. I'll say, now, now, I, I, I want to, to stand between you and my giant tower of death friend over there, but I can only protect you from him if you tell us what you know. You were after the elf because your people are dying of some Where's sort of Where's the bomb? Poison? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I got confused. I got confused. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, all right, so you were interrogating the goblin. Yeah, I mean, we, we can rough over this part. Do we get any useful information out of it about it? It's, it's, uh, I, I say, you know, we think you're the, your people were affected by this malady. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, every, everyone's sick. They told us to come here to, to get medicine. And and you did not find the healer, so you just tried to find the medicine? 
Yeah. We're, we believe that the same malady that's affecting you may also be affecting the effectiveness of the medicine. So, to cure your people and help the medicine, which will help our people, we may have to work together to go upriver and see where the source of this problem might lie. He has no idea what all those big words mean. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Damn it. I walked into that one. <laughs> all right. So after a little bit of back and forth, it becomes evident that the the goblin tribe was getting very, very sick. And he the, they were sent down here to try to steal the cure from this healer because they just knew that whoever lived here could make people better. But they didn't find anything, so they're just looking for the medicine. And uh, what you were able to figure out from the goblin piecing this information together and with Mundus's knowledge of the woods was that there is a, a goblin village further up the mountain. And uh, it is it is uh, built around a a small little freshwater spring, not one that is part of the main tributary uh, of the main river that that we all drink from and love. Right, exactly. Um but it is a a separate little freshwater entity. Hayden's River maybe. Yes, it is not that river. Okay. Well, that's positive to know that we can trust the water in our water skins. Um d- d- does he imply to us during his ramblings about the relative rank of the guy we murdered to death versus the other people in the in the the tribe or the the camp? <laughs> uh basically in the goblin camp there are two ranks. There's the goblin bosses and there's the goblin underlings. The bosses are in charge. We call them fatties and skinnies. So so how many fatties are there the, besides the <laughs> one we murdered to death? A whole bunch. Oh, good. Okay. So so uh and and did he talk about any strategic resources or precious metals they had aside from slave labor that we, uh, might make some sort of beneficial trading arrangement? He does not understand any of those words. Right. I didn't ask him about those words. I asked him <laughs> about shiny things that they had, right? And like big stuff for the stuff that the important fat guys were into, right? No, there are no significant trade resources okay. for the goblins. Well, so at that point, the goblins are merely a threat and hazard, and we can murder them all, but I suggest we do that after we find the source of the poisoned water and stop it. Can't we do them both at the same time? <laughs> that would require us to be in two places at once, Chunk. The uh, from, from what the goblin told you, um, it's only really about another hour, hour and a half walk deeper into the woods, it's not really that far away, but because you're going up the mountains and deeper into the woods, it's pretty dense, so you have to take a roundabout way to get there. I'm sure these guys know a good path. Oh, I know the, I know the way. Uh, are you guys going to head off towards the Goblin Village? So, I, I do want to say, while this was going on, because earlier I was looking at the destruction the Goblins had done, trying to, to find a pattern. Now that we know that the half-elf was already gone, I want to look through the belongings for any evidence of where he may have gone. Like a map with that big X? Or a, a letter from someone saying, hey, are you still coming to see me? Or what? a letter from Grandma saying, I'm sick. I, I, I assume that he went up, you know, he, he promised the shrooms that he'd cure their, their baldness or whatever, right? And their baldness is because of the water. And so we assume he went up river. He took his super merciful. If you want, you can make a uh, search check, or in this case, perception. Not investigate? Or or investigate, sure. All of those are equally bad. 
Are there any, uh, is there any wildlife nearby that, uh, seems like it might have, have been watching what's been going on for the last while? You know, say a bird, chipmunk, uh, raccoon. There's, there's definitely always wildlife in the woods. Uh, and now that the, this little goblin raiding party is gone, uh, that quiet you noticed quite some time ago has, has stopped, has ceased. And the woods are full of life again. So there's there's bo- there's birds, there's rodents, there's a little bit of everything. All right, as uh, as my party is as my party is standing there bewilderingly, I'm gonna get on all on my hands and knees and start crawling around looking for some sort of woodland creature and use a speak with animals as one of my spells. Oh, I I, I still have our turtle friend. Frederick was his name. Francis. Francis. No, I left. I left him at I left him at the city. I left him in yeah, town. Yeah, but I, I, he, he didn't he didn't yeah, see Yeah, you dropped him anyway. to jog, but I don't really jog that fast, so I picked him up and carried him with cuz you said he was going to be important. I'm a good friend like that. Or at yeah, least I've true. been trained to be against my better judgment and will. Yeah, but Francis isn't a local. He wouldn't know what's going on with Pointy Ear. No, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Francis came from um Hayden's <laughs> Hayden's village. You could tell you bra's measurements, but that's about it. That's right. <laughs> 24, 36, 24, 12. Bam! So uh, I'm, I'm going to gather up all the papers and, you know, out of the floor and someone pick them up, and then I'm going to pile them into a pile, and then I'm going to set them on fire and read the smokes for signals, because apparently that's what happens when you roll up. <laughs> I rolled a one on my search check. Oh, Jesus. I, I rolled an I'm unnatural re- 20 on signals. investigate. Does that help? Do I get good ideas out of the, out of the papers before you burn them? <laughs> you all? can find the one. You can find the one piece of paper I missed that's important while I'm burning the <laughs> shit out of everything else. All right. Well, uh, well, they're well, they're committing arson. I'm going to use my uh, my speak with animals spell that lasts for ten minutes to start uh, start uh, questioning the locals, see where Duramir went. All right. So <laughs> this is this is wonderful. So <laughs> let's start with bra. Brah, you gather up all these papers. <laughs> no one's really paying attention to you while you're doing this. Oh, yeah. Just suddenly the smell of smoke fills the air. Bruthwall notices what, what, what the, what the <laughs> shit is going on? And you see this huge fire of all these important papers and documents and, and Bra is just sitting there cross-legged, lotus position. <laughs> eyes closed trying to it. <laughs> I tried and I crossed my knees. Did he throw the did he throw the uh the dead goblin chief on the fire as what when he did that? So he could, you know, smoke a fatty. <laughs> I get it. I can wow. joke. <laughs> uh, 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 but but luckily a little bit of wind happened to blow uh some of the papers out of the way and um Breathwall can basically find uh, the uh, daily journal of Doromir. And uh, it's it's not complete. Uh, unfortunately, Bra ripped up most of it, <laughs> and, the, and the goblins had destroyed a lot of it as well. All, um, but, all you can read is, it says, my greatest fear is that my work will be burned and <laughs> never be <laughs> known to humans again. Um, you can see the last few days, actually the last two weeks, of his journal were empty. And, and the last entry was from about two weeks ago. And, uh, it describes a problem that he has been dealing with that is getting worse. And it simply says, uh, I have to find the source of this malady. 
if I am ever to cease its effects. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at therpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.